This is Surfing Through Cinema. I'm your host, Hawaii Harry. Today, I'll be discussing the next film for Star Wars Week. This is a film from director J.J. Abrams and stars Harrison Ford. This episode is all about Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Okay, so some technical details about The Force Awakens. It is currently the fourth highest grossing film of all time, and adjusted for inflation, the tenth hi- highest grossing film of all time. And I remember when this movie was coming out, there was all kinds of media for it. There was posters, toys, books. I have some of those right here even, like this behind the scenes one, and uh, this visual dictionary one. So there was a huge craze around The Force Awakens. And so when the movie came out, it was a huge, huge uh, pop culture phenomena. I imagine pretty similar to how uh, The Phantom Menace was, but maybe not on the same scale. But definitely, definitely very similar to that. Um, Even at my high school, you know, I was in a media class and we did all kinds of videos about Star Wars and The Force Awakens. So it was a big, big deal when this came out. And it makes sense why it grows so much money because so many people went and saw it. All right, now the next technical detail. Uh, Harrison Ford, he had top billing, and this was his first Star Wars movie where that happened. Um, You know, after the Star Wars movies, he made Indiana Jones, Jack Ryan, all these other action movies. And so now he's one of, if not the most wealthy actor. So he got top billing and which is very interesting because he was originally a minor character in the movie and then kind of graduated to being this major character in the story that fans loved and adored. All right. And then the third technical detail, this is the first Star Wars movie without George Lucas actively working on it. Um, He was a creative consultant and because he had sold the rights to Star Wars to Disney, this is the first Disney made Star Wars movie. And, uh, and I'll discuss later on his thoughts about it. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting that they're able to make a movie without him, really. You know, this is his creation, his storyline. All right, so now let's get into the plot. So Poe Dameron, played by Oscar Isaac, he has a map that leads to Luke Skywalker. And he gets captured by the First Order led by Kylo Ren, played by Adam Driver. And a stormtrooper who refuses to kill the innocent civilians on the planet, Jakku, that's where Poe was, he's fed up with the the First Order, so he helps Poe escape. And uh, they crash land back onto Jakku, and it's implied that um, Poe died in the crash. It's all think. All the Stormtrooper, who's now nicknamed Finn, for his serial number was FN2147, I believe. So they changed it to Finn. He finds uh, Poe's jacket and he puts it on. With that, he's running through the desert. He finds this little town. And that's where he runs into Ray, who has BB-8. BB-8 was Poe's droid, who has the map to Luke Skywalker hidden in him. And... Uh, the First Order starts attacking them, and they run, and they escape on a ship, which turns out is the Millennium Falcon. And while they're flying into hyperdrive, 
they get captured and put into a giant cargo ship, which turns out to be Han Solo and Chewbacca, who have taken back the Millennium Falcon, because I guess they lost it. Two gangs come because Han Solo owes them a lot of money, and on board the cargo ship are some Raftars, which are some giant aliens that kill people. And uh, so they they barely escape out of the cargo ship in the Millennium Falcon, both Han, uh, Chewbacca, Ray, and Finn, and BB-8. And they fly to Takodana, which is where they go to find Maz, uh, who's going to help help them out. And fortunately, the First Order comes, they were following them, and they capture and take away Ray. And Han, Finn, and Chewbacca, they, uh, they meet up with the other resistance leaders at the base, at their base, where Han runs into Leia again. And they decide they need to destroy the First Order. And the First Order has a giant base called Starkiller Base, which is essentially like the Death Star, but instead it's a planet that they've, been, they've uh, put a, a laser inside of. Han, Finn, and Chewbacca, they go to Starkiller Base, and they help Rey escape. Um, unfortunately, though, Han Solo dies at the hands of Kylo Ren. And um, they set off all the bombs to blow up the base, and the, the base is starting to fall apart. Well, uh, Rey and Kylo, they get into a lightsaber fight. And Kylo's defeated, and Rey and them escape Starkiller Base, as does Kylo Ren with his uh, leader, General Hux. And uh, Starkiller Base blows up, and they're able to go back to the Rebel Base. And then R2-D2 comes awake, and he has the rest of the map that they needed for finding Luke Skywalker. And Rey follows it and finds Luke on an ancient Jedi planet. And that's where the film ends. Okay, so that's the plot to The Force Awakens. I'm going to go on a break real quick, but first, here's a message from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's how. It's totally free. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your computer and even your cell phone. But that's not all. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You could even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a complete podcast all in one small place. So go on and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Okay, so now that we're back from our break, I'm going to get into some critical views and my personal views on The Force Awakens. So Rotten Tomatoes gives The Force Awakens a 92%. Um... And the Detroit News says that although similar to the original, many fans have been have complained about that. Um, but it also leaves behind the clunky the clunkiness of the prequel trilogy, and uh, and so uh, critics loved it across the board. They thought it was a great movie, um, but many fans and some critics felt it was just a repeat of the original Star Wars movie, the very first one, and uh, that no new new ground was covered. That was just rehashing of old ideas. Even Bob Iger wrote in his uh, memoir that George Lucas, he couldn't hide his disappointment. Um, you know, George Lucas kept saying, at least with my prequel movies, sure, people didn't like them, but I cover new ground with them. I, 
I tried advancing technology with it. This just felt like a repeat of what's already been done. So he's pretty disappointed with that. Um, then on top of that, J.J. Abrams said that um, they had to do some uh, tracking back that way to recapture and revive this uh, this series so that people were interested in it again. So they did cover some similar things. Um, but across the board, people love this movie. It's considered the best of the sequel trilogy by many. And uh, it brought back interest in it as Star Wars. So now I'll get into my personal views. Um, the first time I watched it, I thought it was amazing. You know, going into theaters with hundreds of people around you that just absolutely loved it. The moments like seeing the Millennium Falcon again, seeing Han Solo again. It was an amazing experience that I'll never forget. But ever since then, ever every time I watch it, I'm continually disappointed. I keep noticing the flaws with it, the major, major plot holes. Like, how on earth did Poe escape Jack Who without being noticed? And without taking BB-8? There are just so many problems with it that I notice now. It's hard to like it. Um, and... I, I am a little disappointed that it it really is just a repeat of episode four, which is my favorite Star Wars movie. So initially I connected with it because I liked that movie. But now um, I'm disappointed like George Lucas. They didn't cover any new ground. Apparently he liked The Last Jedi more because at least that one was different. So I don't know. I. I love the visual effects. I love that they use a lot of practical ones and made it seem like the original ones. But I think it was a little too similar to the original ones. Another major point, um, I really don't like Rey and Finn. Um, I think they're very weak characters. Um, for some reason, they tried adding the humor to from like the Marvel movies into it. So like at the beginning, Poe's like, who talks first, you first or me, to Kylo Ren. And it just didn't fit it didn't make any sense and and Finn he he's either always screaming for Ray or uh he's being all clunky and clunky and weird like he's like yeah I'm with the resistance I'm with the resistance it's hard to like him I wish they did more with his character because it doesn't get better after these movies they kind of they kind of throw him to the wayside and it's really, really sad that they do that to a character we're supposed to like. And then Rey, um, my biggest beef with her really is she's force sensitive, which that's another topic I, I don't want to get into, but cause it, that's just ridiculous. But um, how is she able to defeat Kylo Ren in a lightsaber fight? She has no experience with a lightsaber, no experience using the force. I think they should have hinted at it a little bit, like with her being able to uh, escape by doing a mind control on a stormtrooper. I think they should have kept it at that, but she wasn't, she shouldn't have been able to defeat Kylo Ren so easily because if he's supposed to be dangerous and supposed to be this powerful, crazy Jedi, well, former Jedi, I should say. How is she able to defeat him? Um, it just doesn't make any sense. And and like 
Finn, it doesn't get any better. It just gets weirder and and just doesn't make any sense. Um, and I think the biggest reason why is they didn't plan out this trilogy. They kind of planned it out as they went. And I think that was a, a poor, poor mistake on Disney's part because um, at least with the prequels, George Lucas planned them all out. With the originals, George Lucas planned them all out. He knew what the end goal was. And it feels like with these movies, they had no idea what the end goal was. Which, that works for the Marvel movies, but not for Star Wars. <laughs> you know? We we need to see a type of conclusion to this era. To this saga, I should say. Um, then my last point, and this is probably the biggest offender to me. Um, the treatment of Han Solo. Why would he leave Leia after their son becomes evil? Wouldn't that make their relationship stronger? Wouldn't they want to be together much more? Um, if he really loved her, he wouldn't have left her. And I I really have a hard time believing he would do that. I don't like how they made him into Obi-Wan Kenobi, basically. Being the wise old man. Um, I mean, they could have hinted at that. They could have done that a little bit, but... Uh, he didn't need to be killed. Because they did that, we'll never see those three characters together again. Because, sadly, Carrie Fisher died while they were making this series. And when I get into The Last Jedi, um, there's other problems with that, too. It's just really disappointing how they handled these characters and how it all ends up, because they didn't plan it out. And I really, really wish they did. Alright, well those are my thoughts and feelings on The Force Awakens. Um, you know, despite all of all the problems I have with it, I still give it a 7 out of 10 because the visual effects are amazing. It really did capture my interest in Star Wars again. It did its job, but looking back, you know, rewatchability, um, I think a good way of thinking of if a movie's rewatchable is if it was released in theaters again, would you go and watch it? And this one, the only reason why I would is if they were playing all of them in a row, like one through one through nine, plus the uh, spinoffs. If they did something like that, I probably would go. But just on its own, no. Now, in comparison, if episode four or episode five came out in theaters, uh, I would go watch them if they're individual but yeah th those are my thoughts and feelings on the force awakens um yeah i don't know what else to say i i think it started off on a pretty good note and then it just it just went downhill and this whole trilogy does that in my opinion um should it have gone all the critical acclaim it did honestly no <laughs> I think if people looked back and reviewed it now, it would not get the acclaim it had at the time. Um, Alright, so next time I'll be discussing the next film for Disney Week. This is an animated version of the famous legend Briar Rose and based off the classical orchestration of Pyotr Illich Tchaikovsky, this episode is all about Sleeping Beauty from 1959. All right, well, until next time, this has been Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry. Take care.
Thank you for listening to Surfing Through Cinema. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry and on Instagram with Surfing Through Cinema. We also have a website, www.anchor.fm forward slash Surfing Through Cinema, where you can learn more details on upcoming episodes and on past episodes.